0: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. This is the Walker AC Experience. This is the Saturday Matinee show for Saturday, July 10th in the year 2021. Of course, I am your host, Adrian, and in this week's episode, we'll be viewing a special movie called *Raising Kane*, starring John Lithgow. It's a 1992, 1992 psychological horror film. Um, it was highly recommended by my guest, Miss Piper. I will call her. She wants you to call her anything different. Um, And of course, before we get started here, we'd like to thank Podbean.com for hosting the Walker AC Experience Saturday Matinee Show. You can always find us under walkerac76.podbean.com. You can reach out to us via email or in the comments section below under slackingmajestically01ayahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01ayahoo.com. And, of course, as I take a deep breath, we are sponsored by Spotify, our newest venture. So we thank all of you for helping us get there. As you go on the website, of course, it's still new. So we are in the process of converting all of the uh, episodes onto Spotify. So please be patient with us. And, of course, you can find us on TuneIn. These are all free apps. It's T-U-N-E-I-N.com. You can also find us on the Stitcher app. And, of course, you can find us on Google Podcast, under iHeartRadio, under Pandora as well. Of course, these all shows are all free. Just be sure you download the free apps for them and search under The Walker AC Experience. Turn on notifications so any new episode comes out, you'll get that notification. Download the show. Respond. Have a good time. Let's get the word out there of the show. And also, finally, on you can find us on uh, Twitter, at Walker AC70, excuse me. Ah, I'll try this again. Editing, folks. Walker AC Experience 76, and of course, under the Stereo app, be your own podcast or make your own podcast. Download the Stereo app for Android and iPhone. And you can find me under Walker AC76. Now get that out of the way. I'd like to introduce my special guest, um, the one who recommended Raising Kane. And of course, if you want to recommend any movie, by all means, drop us a line here and we will gladly have you on because we're all about having your voice heard. So without further ado, I will I welcome Miss Piper to the show. Should I call you Miss Piper or what shall I refer to you as?
1: Tina is fine.
0: Okay, Tina, once again, thank you so mm-hmm. much for being on the show. Thank we you. have jumped to a few hoops to get you on, but thank you so much for being on.
1: So happy to be here.
0: So, if you wish, um, tell us, tell us what got you into the show itself, and you know, what made you wanted to uh, to be part of it, I guess.
1: Okay. Well, um, actually, uh, John Lithgow, the star of the movie, his sister was my theater teacher, and so he would often come to the school and visit us and give us acting tips. Um, he even took us on a few uh, movie sets, which earlier we were talking about. One of them with was Denzel Washington, Bullet, um, and so he's always been a really nice and generous person. And so I kind of like watched all his movies to support his career. And um, in 1994, Raising Kane. Uh, particularly grabbed my attention of all his movies because i'm really deep into um psychology as well uh i have a master's in psychology so it really appealed to that side of me
0: and and that is awesome i mean the movie itself really grabbed me because in a very in a very beginning because it's 1992 of course you know a whole whole different yeah. generation and the movie started off slow, but as it built, you you noticed—I mean—the change in his character. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that very shortly here. Mm-hmm. And that movie really, really pulled me in, and I wasn't expecting it, especially for a 1992 film. Um, and I mean, what what, what what grabbed you with that film?
1: Um, I think in the beginning it wasn't clear what was going on. You kind of think he has this twin brother. And then as it progressed, you begin to, I don't want to give it all the way right now, but you begin to realize there's some psychological things going on with this guy. And um, I think the first part was, um, let me see, when his brother first appeared, he was taking a woman's son and he had chloroformed her. (laughs) And they had two guys jogging by. And his brother appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. telling him what to do, grab her, kiss her. And I was like, Okay. Something's not right here. And I think when he got back to the house, the uh, Carter was the main character. He was gone and Kane the brother was there taking care of everything. I think he had a saying when the cat's in a bag, the bag's in the water.
0: Yes, holding up the lady by her hair. So. yes that part okay now before we get too deep into it let's let's start with Act 1 um, okay. so I'm going to have you explain Act 1 uh, and of course like I said I'll definitely chime in here and there the, the, the Act 1 confused me a little bit but it took its time explaining the story you know about the characters itself because I thought the movie was about his wife initially so I'll stop and I'll turn it over to you okay
1: No, tell me why you thought it was about the wife
0: okay Cool. Oh. Well, okay. So Act One um, begins. Uh-huh. You know, begins about the wife. Um, yeah. She she's in a store. You know, looking at trinkets and whatnot for a particular gift. Yeah. While um, John Lithgow's character, um, you know, Dr. Carter. Um, he is now. Uh, yeah, Dr. Carter. Excuse me. And he has, and of course, he has her daughter. And he's you know out of the store, and a gentleman arrives next to the wife. Right. And, of course, he is in emotional pain, as you can tell on his face, because he lost his wife. And you can tell they have a certain connection, but they really don't dip into it too much. So, in my opinion, you're, lead, you're led to believe that the movie is about Dr. Carter and this gentleman from her past. Okay. And you can, and you can tell so, about the connection they have.
1: See, that's interesting, because from my perspective, what grabbed me in Act 1 was how tight he was holding his daughter to him. And I think that's pretty much like throughout the beginning of the movie, he was inseparable with that child in the beginning. And so for me, I thought something was going to happen to the little girl.
0: Hmm. From my understanding for that viewpoint, was I thought he was your typical, you know, typical father, you know, like typical father who, you know, who's a deep family man. And I thought that, you know, his wife was trailing off elsewhere you know like you know you know to, to to really rekindle something from her past that's where you know i mean like that's where the movie i thought was going and it totally took a left turn on me and i wasn't expecting it
1: yeah because i think the guy jack she was having an affair with before mm-hmm. um she used to be his wife's nurse his wife had cancer and i guess they broke up once his wife died um well, that was made clear later in the movie. But yeah, for me, I always thought it was about the little girl, which I guess too it was it was different. Turned out a little bit less than what I thought as well. I don't think it became clear to me until the moment Kane came into the picture.
0: Right. The the moment Kane came into the picture, then I understood, okay, something else is going on, the movie isn't about her. <laughs> You know, it's really about him so as act one goes on you see her acting very funny around her husband um you know you know like she buys jack the gift and yeah. she she gives him the wrong gift because she she gave you know, excuse me i'm tr- I'm stepping over my words here she got the gift for jack and her husband
1: okay
0: and i guess she mixed up the gifts A- am i correct um, she yeah, put yeah. She put she Jack's put, yeah. yeah. She put Jack's gift in her husband's drawer and vice versa. And when she found out, she had to go back and kind of make it right. But it was tormenting her for her. She was it was tormenting her. The memories of her and Jack kind of went back and forth. And she had multiple nightmares about being with Jack and, and finding out the consequences of her actions with that. Yeah. Hence, hence me thinking the movie was about her.
1: That, I kept thinking it was a nightmare. She and Jack were making love in the park, and she seen her husband for a brief moment. But then she would be waking up out of a nightmare when we saw that scene. So I thought this was something she was just dreaming about. And then I guess later on, we find out that really happened. So...
0: Yep. So absolutely. So absolutely, it wasn't a dream. And once again, your career, totally correct. I thought it was a dream sequence. Did you
1: really?
0: Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, and she she had multiple dreams about this. And then, and please, once again, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. The movie kind of takes a turn to where you know, I mean, to where she wakes up from a nightmare, and John Lithgow. Once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him. You know, you know, you know, and Dr. Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, he he offers her a glass of water. If you remember this, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. and he gets up and gives her a glass of water, and she quickly checks on the gift, and the gift is in the right spot, mm-hmm. and then of course after he speaks with her, he you know he's like, hey look, you know, we're going through a lot with, with the baby and whatnot, so I'm going to get back to work. You know, I feel that it's best for the both of us if I get back to work. She agrees. All of a sudden, he puts a pillow over her face, yeah. and I thought. That was a dream sequence again.
1: I did too. But I did too. <laughs>
0: but of course as the movie goes on, you come to find out, once again, the movie is not about her. It's about yeah. it's about him and his mental torment, his mental anguish that he's going through. Yeah. You know, because he discovers his wife is cheating on him.
1: Yeah, I think at that point in the movie we had already been introduced to Kane, right? Yes. So once he put the pillow over her face, I realized Kane' personality had emerged. Because we're dealing with the person, it was multiple uh, personalities back then, but it's now disassociative identity disorder. So we're dealing with a person who has multiple personalities. Once the pillow went over the face, I recognized, okay, this is Kane, not Carter. Correct. And so for me, okay, I'm seeing a pattern. Cain is the one that does the bad things when there's something Carter can't handle. I didn't know why he was like this because at this point, I think we even met the father. But I thought the father was just another one of those personalities.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah, the father. I didn't think he was real. Yeah, correct. The father was introduced. Now, for me. You know, you know, for me, I took it as he snapped. You know, you know, you know, you know without looking deeper into the movie, I think okay. that he, I think that he snapped until later on. It became that you know he did have the personality disorder. Now you mentioned, now yeah. uh, um, you mentioned um, another disorder in, in which you spoke a few seconds ago. Could you go back to that?
1: Dissociative identity disorder.
0: Now, for our listeners out there, would you, you know, would you mind? Um, Letting them know the difference, difference between the two, if there is a difference.
1: Well, well, back in 1994 and prior to then, it was called multiple personality disorders. In 1994, the DSM, which is like the psychiatry Bible, they changed the name to Dissociative Identity Disorder. And this is typically something that you will see in kids before the age of six. So you notice in a movie, he said that his father was was looking for kids between three and five, and he needed five kids. So what happens is, before the age of six, uh, close to five years, a child's personality hasn't fully developed yet. So this is the point where, if they experience trauma, another uh, alter uh, alter ego can step in. But it has to happen be you know, before six years old. So um, later on, we find out what the father did and how he, you know, created those personalities. But we haven't gotten to that part yet.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so um, they kind of, the movie kind of bounces back and forth. Now, if I do miss a part, by all means, let me know. Um, so so then, of course, we, we mentioned about um, he, you know, of course, he kills her, and he, <laughs> and and of course, he puts her in the car, and he and he and he pushes the car, you know, you know, of course, into the river, and a little kind of haha, not but very funny part was he pushes the car in the river, and as the car goes in, it stops halfway, yeah, and he panics because the sun is rising, and he has no idea what to do. All of a sudden, she wakes up. And she's banging on the window, screaming his name, and he's and and he gets this little smile on his face, yeah. and as the car sinks, his smile gets bigger and bigger and bigger, which was to <laughs> me not meant to be funny, but it was yeah. a kind of like a little sarcastic little jab at the whole, you know, you know way he murdered her, yeah, uh, and so and of course and, and then we fast forward a little bit, you know, uh, he's in the park with with her best friend, yeah. You know, and, you know, of course, he asked her for a ride home, and that's what we touched on earlier. Um, you know, and so <laughs> he's, he's in a car with the best friend, and the two kids are in the back, you know, and, and of course, the words are spoken, and he distracts her, and then he ethers her. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that's when, you know, she passes out. They stop the car, her head slams on a horn, and a horn honks as two joggers pass by. And this is when I believe you get introduced. To the other personality.
1: Okay, uh, you're talking about when the younger girl with the newborn baby approached this car.
0: Oh goodness, right? I totally skipped yeah. over that. I am so yeah. sorry. I kind of went ahead a little bit, but but yes, please go. Ahead. I'm going to pick so, up that yeah, part. I missed that. We got
1: introduced to Josh, the yes. seven-year-old. Yes. Did, did you identify that as a personality on site?
0: Or? Absolutely, um, because okay. Okay. yeah, because after. that the the babysitter um, went to the bathroom in the park. She gave him the baby to wash the baby. And so as he put the baby in a car, he saw a child come out of the bathroom, you know, and and of course the child spoke adult words. So that instantly gave me an indication that's another one of his his personalities. Um, So, you know, please go on with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was very brief i guess but you can tell the child had a man's voice so even though we were seeing two different people we kind of could infer that it was him um was that oh that's when he was setting up jack right for the murder correct yeah and i think at that time when he switched the gifts he put a note in in jack's gift to meet his wife at the park at two o'clock Correct. Right? Yes. So Jack's waiting in a park. In the meantime, he's reported his wife missing, and he's given a description of this guy he's seen in a park that didn't have a kid that looked suspicious to him. So he's setting Jack up for the murder of the young girl.
0: And also, um, and also, he wore Jack's coat that had blood on the right. sleeve.
1: He took the coat when they were making love. He took the coat when he killed the girl and put it back. That's right. Yes. Yeah.
0: And of course, not to our audience. If it seems like we're bouncing around, um, not not necessarily because the movie kind of bounces back and forth with his yes. personalities coming out. So, like I said in the beginning, I thought it was about the wife, but it was totally not. Um, and so, once you realize that the movie is about Dr. Carter and his personalities come out, that's how the movie jumps back and forth, as you know, and, and you know, and of course, as his you know, as he's mentally unraveling, and he goes through a series of events to kind of protect himself a little bit. But, you know, you know like, Tina, please continue.
1: <laughs> I can recall his wife um, telling her best friend that he was more interested in a child than, than her, you know, to her. So that's where the relationship went sour. Because he was a psychology psychologist as well. And um, he took off from work to raise his daughter so that he could study... Uh, Come up with a different way of parenting and i think that was due to his trauma from his father as well Um, because he never gave his daughter to his father he would get other kids to give to him
0: correct and we found that out later on in the movie which was very disturbing in itself and i didn't tie that together initially because she made a comment to her best friend at the park that when they were passionate and the baby would cry, he would stop and go focus on the baby, but never come back to her. Yeah. So, so that kind of took me in a different path, and I didn't see that until way later on in the movie.
1: And something else I realized, well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I realized maybe it was another personality that was protecting his daughter. Laying in a bed, cuddling her.
0: I think so, too. Uh, I yeah. think, well, okay, you're right. We'll, we'll touch on that later. We'll, we'll get to that part. Um, but but now you mentioned that how he, you know, of course, how he went to the authorities and gave the police sketch and Jack was set up perfectly for the murders, you know, for the missing children and whatnot. Now, I, I do have a question for you. After that, um, John Lithgow, you know, Dr. Carter was home. And, of course, he's, I, I believe he saw... Um, like a mental image. Either it was his wife, I think, or the best friend that attacked him.
1: That was his wife. She had escaped from the car some kind of way. And she was in the house.
0: I thought that was part of his imagination until she cut him.
1: I did too. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. But apparently when she escaped, she went home and she called the cops. She arrived before the cops did. Um, but yeah, I thought he was imagining, because he went into the baby's room and we see the white tennis shoes mm-hmm. and he's going to clobber her, but then he realizes it's just shoes, I guess, but she's really in there, but she stabs him and he's like a little baby begging like, Oh, you're letting me bleed, you know, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> help me. So, so I guess that was Josh. <laughs> I don't know. Um.
0: So so I mean so so that part in itself to me there was a plot hole with that because yeah. I didn't because I didn't know if that was in his mind or or like you said she, she escaped because yes. the way it was set up when you saw her on the baby monitor I thought it was just like a random vision in, in in his psyche. Yeah. Yeah. But you know then you know then it clipped over to the police station. So to me that was a little bit of, that, that was a little bit of a hole that I was kind of confused on.
1: I think just the, the way the entire movie was, she just never knew what was real and what, you know, was a figment of his imagination. So, but that's what made it so good for me. Yeah. It just kept me guessing,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we're going to skip over to the second and third act. So I'll let you pick it up. Okay, so, you know, so pretty much now we're at the police station where he is being spoken to by the psychologist um that they found now the psychologist before she knew dr carter's father yeah and, dr. Nicks. right mm-hmm. and era and, and his history so she came in to speak you know to dr carter Nix about you know about the murders and the missing so so i'll let you take over that part okay so i
1: i think actually a retired uh detective was at the po- police precinct, and he had told the guys on the case that he dealt with the Dr. Nix before, who was Carter's father, and that his father had was trying to pay for children. Yes. And that he skipped bail and went to Sweden, I think. He was Swedish. Um, and so the retired officer put them in touch with the nurse that used to work with his dad. And so she began to tell them that she had written a book with his father about a little boy named Kane who had multiple personalities. But she said she never met Kane. Um, But when she realized that he did something to cause that child to have the personalities, she took her name off the book. She didn't want to have anything to do with it. So... Um, They took her down to see him, and of course, she said he looked just like his dad, and um, I think for me, it really sank in that he had multiple personalities when they said this is his son Carter, and she was like, well, who who else would it be, meaning he only has one child. Right. Um, And so she goes in and she hypnotizes him, and Josh comes through, and she was shocked because she thought Kane would come through, I guess. And then Josh began to say he gets punished for things Cain do. And then Josh introduced us to another character, Margot.
0: Correct. And he was afraid of Margot because if if quote unquote she found out what was going on, then she you know, like then she would take it out on him.
1: Yeah. And Margot was the protector. She protected the children. So I'm thinking it was Margot, Margot that ran every time his daughter cried. I think Margot was coming through.
0: Um, Interesting. And
1: protecting the baby from Cain giving Amy. Amy was the child's name.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Protecting yes. Amy. Yeah, from Cain giving her to the dad. I do not. That's just my thought.
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. And see, I, yeah. I really didn't put that together. Yeah. Um, you know because you know because of course you had the scared little boy yeah. in him yeah. and then i never pieced together who was he afraid of he kept saying the, the young lady's name but i thought he meant cain yeah. but anyhow please continue um well, he, see, uh, i
1: thought what did what did he call his dad Boonsy, Boonsy. oh uh, yes <laughs> dad would punish him for things kid and it was odd that they call him Boonsie and not dad
0: Th- that was they never weird. told
1: us why, but so um anyways Josh goes on to to let us know he's punished for Kane's bad behavior. Kane was the one that knew how to break out of the cages. That's what we skipped over. The dad used to lock him into cages. And I found it interesting when Kane was speaking with the dad. He said he learned how to escape because you liked me in cages. His dad goes, No, they were developmental environments <laughs> and, and all these different names he had for cages. So apparently he liked the, the little boy, Carter, in the cage. And he would abuse him, and a different personality would you know, emerge to protect him from, from the trauma. And so he needed to find five other kids so he can make sure that's what he really did. Like, can I make this happen again and again? So, um, Kane was actually looking for kids to bring to the father in a, in a motel. Correct. And I just felt it really... Strange to me that the original, I guess, the original personality personality being Carter, he was so, um, he wasn't passive, but he was almost childlike for me, too, just as much as a childish Joshua-esque.
0: He was very Mm -hmm. meek. He was very timid. Um, He was more or less afraid of confrontation. You think so? yes uh, I, I, i'm thinking
1: how he was crying when he saw his wife in the park it was almost like a child for me i'm like I mean, not the way i would think a man would handle
0: that you know? well i mean definitely good point um and and like i said the more i think about it you know the more the beginning of the movie showed his character yeah I, you, know, I, you know i you know i really think he regressed back to that boy you know you know when he saw his wife in the arms of another man
1: and Kane was his protector. He shows up to save the day.
0: So so now we fast forward a little bit. No, we will fast forward a little bit. Uh to the point where where the therapist, you know, snaps her fingers and she 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 thinks she brings in another personality mm. but it's actually Kane who literally headbutts her and knocks her out.
1: Okay. Do you think that was Kane or Margo?
0: I think that was Kane. You do? Yeah, after thing that was Kane because you know, after he headbutted her, of course he took her wig. Yeah. Yeah, and of course took her jacket, and and of course he and of course he escaped. Now, as he's walking through the lobby, um, the wife Jenny thinks that's the therapist, so she keeps calling his name and she follows him because he hops in a cab. Uh huh. And, and of course he and of course she follows him to the hotel where the father is. Now, like th- I mean, this is the third act. And so, now he has um, the daughter, correct? No, he doesn't. The daughter was with
1: the father. Cain had given a daughter to the father when he killed the
0: mother, remember? Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because the dad came out
1: with Amy in his arms.
0: Yes, yep. With, yeah. yep, with the gun, but yeah. I, we're, I'm getting ahead.
1: <laughs> but I think it was Margot who hit that it the
0: nurse. Okay, now how do you figure? I'm curious.
1: <laughs> well, because Josh just introduced us to Margot. She's the protector. She saved the children. And what did the person who put on a wig do? In the final act.
0: So that could have been Margot the protector. But I, I agree with you, but this is my counterpoint. When, um, you know, before he spoke to the therapist, uh, yeah. he was sitting in the office, you know, freaking out and scared. And Kane calmed him down and said, hey, look, look at your feet. And it was a bobby pin. And so he yeah. picked so he picked the bobby pin and he held that with him. So later, when he headbutted the therapist, he had the bobby pin. Of course, he had the bobby pin later. He used to pick the lock. Yeah. So I thought Cain took over took the bobby pin, and got out of the office. And then when he put on he put on the wig and the coat, I believe that's when margo took over because she wanted to protect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see
1: that. Yeah.
0: It's the Absolutely. point It's the point counterpoint. It's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I can see how because Kane is the
0: violent one. So, yeah. So, so now we go to the final sequence. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes you know, like to the hotel um, to see his dad, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, uh, Jenny, the wife, follows along, and she gets in the elevator, standing right next to you know to Dr. Carter Nick, so you know you know who who's in the wig and the yeah. outfit, gets off the elevator, runs right into the father, and that's when the father explains you know what he's doing, and and of course he has a gun next to you know the, the little girl. And that's when what um, the police, you know, police pull up into the hotel um, and and the boyfriend's in the back seat.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And And he's looking at the scene up because they're like, I guess, the second floor of the motel. And he's watching the father with the gun on Jenny Mm -hmm. and holding the baby. Meanwhile, I guess, I'm, I'm guessing it's Margot because she saved the kids. She took the carriage into the elevator and pushed it out to the cops.
0: Correct, and and of course, when the father was threatening the little daughter in front of the mother, you know that's when I believe and you're right, Margot the personality stabbed the father in the back with the exacto knife or or, 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 or with the miniature knife. Yeah. So the father drops the little girl. And the boyfriend sees, you know, the daughter fall very dramatically, runs, and he catches and catches the daughter. Now, there's a part I'm having a hard time explaining. There was a truck underneath. And I'm laughing at this because to me it was kind of <laughs> silly and it wasn't really needed. Yes, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't really needed um, to where and in the back of the truck there was, this, there was this spear, I guess, sticking out of the back of the truck and as the boyfriend was running towards to catch the baby that was falling you're sensing that he's going (laughs) to run into the spear and stab (laughs) himself and catch the daughter
1: you know what i was thinking because when jenny was having a dream about the affair in one of the dreams, she drove into the statue that had a sword and a stabbed her in the chest. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, I do. So I think it was foreshadowing. I thought it was foreshadowing. <laughs> Something like that was going to happen. And so I thought either the baby or the man, yeah, was going to get stabbed.
0: <laughs> so-, so, yeah. So I figured he was going to get stabbed. I figured he's going to get stabbed. I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. Um, but then,
1: That's so predictable.
0: yeah, uh, you know, yeah. You know, but then when Doctor Carter next stabbed his father, the father lowered the gun and instinctively yeah. shot the spear, and the spear broke before yeah. you, know, you know before the boyfriend caught the baby. And That's I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I can forgive that. That was corny. I can forgive that. <laughs> <laughs> you know so then of course of the happy ending you know to where she gets the baby but you see you know like dr carter nicks in the outfit just casually walk away around the corner um, so you figure the personality margo kind of saved the day and walked away
1: it, which kind of led me to feel like there were gonna there was gonna be a part two but there never was i was wondering if amy would develop multiple personalities after the trauma with
0: the granddad and mom mm-hmm. but you know hey well you know and, and i really believe if it was shot in this era yeah. then then yes a part two would have been made you know based off the trauma you know, based on the traumatic uh, events that you know that she went through so yes i would definitely assume that there would be a part two yeah. but for for that particular time there couldn't have been because they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have known how to follow up with that it's true. so yes. let's so let's talk about the final scene I'll have you I'll have you go over the final scene
1: Can you just is the final scene
0: in the park where where Jenny and, and the friend are talking in the park did you forget about that
1: oh yeah well, well, well yeah, she wanted him to get help and the friend was like but he tried to kill you. And then the little girl runs off as they're talking, and uh, she drops a bunny rabbit, and her mom will go looking for her, and she's like, "Where's Daddy?" And she's like, "Daddy's not here." And she's like, "He he is." And again, like it left me longing for that part two. But like you said, you know, how do you follow up on something like that? So, well, what did you make of that?
0: Did well, you- the, did the, the, you feel like he
1: was gonna grab the
0: mom and kill her? Or? If once again, if it was in this era, yes, he would have you know killed the mother or did something with the mother. As I if thought I, the I, girl I, I, was gonna be gone. Yeah. I
1: thought
0: Amy was gonna be gone. Oh no! I mean, the, you know, the, the the ending the ending was very interesting because of course the mother bends over to pick up the daughter, and you see, and of course you see Doctor Doctor Carter in the female full female dress, oh, yeah, makeup, in and the everything. Dress. Yep, standing behind her, yeah.
1: it and was of course. Hard
0: Yeah, and of course you have the ominous music playing in the background, and that was it.
1: It kind of left you feeling like he's always there watching over, or Margot's always watching over
0: her. Right, as a protector, as a protector. So my final thoughts on this movie is, like I mentioned earlier, I was going into it under one mindset. The first twenty minutes, I'm thinking, you know, you know, you know, this is where a young lady reconnects with her ex. There's still chemistry there. There's still feelings there, and she's going to pursue that. And that triggers something in John Lithgow's character, which causes him, you know, to do all these unruly things. Um, I did not go read the synopsis of the movie. I wanted to see it fresh, you know, going to an open mind. And as the movie went on, I, you know, it starts to unravel to, what, to, what, to what's really going on. It's not about her. It's about him. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. This movie is really, really good. I recommend it. Um, it definitely stood the test of time. There were a couple of cheesy things in there, you know, that we talked about. um, Or when uh, they were in a coroner's office and, um, you know, they picked up the the wife's hands, I think. They said she was dead. They pulled back the sheet and they're like, this is her face of fear. And they pulled back the sheet. Her eyes are wide open. Her mouth is open. And she has a very scared look on her face, you know, as as she's dead. So I kind of rolled my eyes on that one, too, a little bit. Um, That face. Yes, and they got a close. Like, up really? Yeah, they got a close up on the hor- horrific face, and I'm like, "Okay, it's 92, 94. I can forgive it. It's okay, you know."
1: And me being a graphic artist, I'm like, "Come on, <laughs> you can do better. You can do better."
0: Yeah, it, it, it really. It, but it was
1: 1992,
0: so yeah. It definitely got a chuckle, and one little odd part. Uh, my my son came out of the room, and he heard, you know, the ominous music. And, and he's like, you know, Dad, when was this made? I'm like, son, it was made in 1992. It was a different time. They relied heavily on music to scare you more than the special effects and the CGI and the blood Absolutely. and stuff like that. You know, just how classic movies were made back then. Um, but nevertheless, to me, I can watch this movie again. You know, just to pick out the little things that I missed.
1: Absolutely. I think every time you watch, you, you see it from a different um, perspective um, than you did at the time before. But, you know, out, outside of the little cheesy things you pointed out, it was a very well-written movie. Um, it was one that you couldn't just figure out, you know, up front. So I think when I, whenever I see a movie where I can't predict what's going to happen next, it has me. Immediately. And that was one of those movies. Um, Now, I do some background acting and I'll tell you a cheesy movie that I did some background acting in, Grudge Match with Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro and Kevin Hart. Really? I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's cheesy. It's cheesy. (laughs) Well, um, But, those actors, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro, Kevin Hart, amazing human beings. Fun to work with, um, kept us laughing. But the movie is cheesy, I do not recommend it. (laughs) 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 I do not. But, um, yeah. Um, Yeah, so if you're gonna watch Raising Kane*, do not see that free uh, recut version of it on Vimeo. It's cheating you out of a lot of scenes. It's so okay, three ninety nine, I think it is. I believe so. Amazon Prime, uh, uh, Voodoo. Uh, I,
0: don't know. I, I do believe I do believe uh, Quibi has it, um, or you can download through you can download okay. through nefarious means, which I've done.
1: Um, <laughs> and I did email his sister. Her name is Robin Lifthal. Uh Her married name is Rutnick. Um, I emailed her and told her we were going to review her brother's movie, so I'm hoping she listened. I'm hoping she had him listen. That Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. That would truly, Fingers truly cross. be amazing. Yeah. Fingers um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, so as we close out this review, um, before I thank you for you know for for doing this with me, um, what would you grade Raising Kane on on you know on a scale of one to ten?
1: sequel e Ebird, I give it two thumbs
0: up <laughs> surprisingly enough I agree with you once again I went into it with a certain mindset and it took me for a little ride and I was pleasantly surprised it was a very good homework assignment and uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to the next film I'm going to review um, I wasn't sure you were going to like
1: it but I'm happy you did
0: <laughs> very very happy I did <laughs> Uh, and so and so as we close out um, next Saturday the Saturday Matinee Review we're going to choose another obscure movie um, okay. to review but um, are you on social media and if you are where do you want people to, to, to find you to follow you
1: well um, I I have a podcast one you talk show <laughs> but uh, I don't want to that's your competition so I won't say but you can hear me on Spotify and Apple and um google podcast uh, all of them iheart radio i'm everywhere really um, i'm also a graphic artist so if you hit adrian up you can get my email and hit me up if you need any flyers or literary, whatever you need a website built hit me up
0: matter of fact i don't mean to interrupt matter of fact i think <laughs> i may use your services Cool, sounds great to me. Um, because not to go off on a tangent, because it's not about me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I recently uh, became on six platforms, um, this little bitty show in the microcosm, this little microcosm um, of my show, and this whole podcast universe, I'm starting to expand, I'm starting to get more passionate about this project and what I do, and so I would love your, I mean, I love to use your talents
1: great I'm I'm here whatever you need and I wanted to say congratulations I started listening to your hearing the Fox show on YouTube and I love it it's fabulous wow Wow. and so I said let me check out the podcast because you uh, you upload some of your podcasts there so I said let me follow the pod thing, and like within the last few months I don't know what's going on but You've been, you've been bringing it. You've been bringing your egg game. So I'm loving it. <laughs> Thank loving you. It.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I, I take that compliment. I, I, I take it as the highest compliment. Yes. Um, because like I said, the past couple of months, I have rekindled my passion for doing this. And uh, yeah. Nice. I, I definitely. And
1: actually, you're, you, you have inspired me to do more online. Because I've been letting it sit there, but you have inspired me. So... I want to do more podcasts
0: as well. Well, thank you. So really... thank
1: you for
0: that. No, I know. So I whatever
1: need. you need designed, hit me up. I'll do
0: it for free. Hit me up. Sweet. Well, in saying that, <laughs> in saying that, please by all means advertise your podcast because once again, in my opinion, we're all one big podcasting family and we want to support each other and you're supporting me and I want to do the exact same for you.
1: Thank you. So when you talk show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts,
0: FM. So well, I'm sorry, could, could you repeat your handle again so I was like where they can find you?
1: Okay, it's one, the number one, the alphabet U, one U talk
0: show. Okay, very good. I'm definitely adding you on. I'm definitely going to advertise you. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to listen to your okay. shows. Follow
1: the page on Facebook
0: too. Sweet. So what we're going to do once I upload this show, uh, we're going to have uh, links to Uh, on the page itself so they can follow as well Uh, I'm going to put you on my Twitter all that fun stuff like that because I do want to give you all the accolades you deserve uh, for helping me out um, for becoming a fan of the show I really do appreciate that more than anything
1: thank you thank you so much and thank you for providing us with a great outlet to relax and
0: online awesome Uh, so I'm going to ask you to hold on real quick while I close (laughs) up the show Uh, once again thank you so much for everybody for tuning in to the saturday matinee experience for walker ac i have been adrian this has been tina you have been my fans my friends my loved ones thank you so much for listening to the show and once again coming up this tuesday the walker ac experience and of course the return of cerebus featuring miss bradley on thursday until then take care peace